broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. And this is Ted. I'm going to be solo today, and we're all going to have a fireside chat. We're going to kind of just chill out and have some fun this morning and, uh, and figure out exactly what we want to do and how we want to do it this morning and, and basically uh, cover a bunch of stuff that I really don't have time to cover on on a regular show in which we have a lot of news stories that are basically circulating around. But today I want to talk about two German philosophers, Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. And he was born in uh, 1646, and he died in 1716. And uh, he was a mathematician, philosopher, scientist, diplomat. He was the last universal genius, he's called, to do his knowledge and skills in different fields. Because after the revolution, as far as the Industrial Revolution started, we started to have specialized labor. They didn't have a lot of people that were out there that were true Renaissance men like Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. He was also involved in the Lutheran Church, etc., and he was a great, great, great teacher. Now, I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says, but we're going to talk about some of the stuff he talked about today. And then we're also going to talk about Paul Tillich. Paul Johannes Tillich, who was born in 1886 in Germany, he was a German-American Christian philosopher religious socialist and Lutheran theologian who was one of the most influential theologians of the 20th century. He taught at German University before immigrating to the United States because he'd been persecuted by the Nazis. came over in 1933, where he taught at the Union Theological Seminary at Harvard University and the University of Chicago. Absolutely brilliant man. And they talked about different types of concepts that we're going to talk about right now as far as different dimensions, different portals in space-time, and different realms of God, and all of the above we're going to talk about right now the best I possibly can. Now, remember, a lot of this stuff I'm covering with you today is basically their opinions. A lot of it is put together by varying groups of people and varying entities and groups that basically have tried to teach us that there's different dimensions on this planet. A lot of what they taught has led to the formation of the Haldron Space Collider at CERN in Geneva, and in which they're trying to open different portals that they talked about. And we need to realize that we have we live in a very unique planet, if you want to call it. That's more of a realm than it is a planet. And it's, it's an interesting place to live because we have the ability that God gave us to be here and to change the fabric of space-time, as he spoke about in the Word repeatedly, by our confessions, by our words, by our thoughts, by our deeds, etc. And Satan knows that. And that's why he's going about us trying to basically devour all he can because he knows that we have the ability to change physical reality. And that's what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be a really kind of a strange show, and it's going to be one of those things. I remember a couple of years ago I did a lecture at a local university. They asked me to come in and teach a couple of classes for the day, and I told them that I would because you know, I was a college professor for several years in Tallahassee after I graduated way, way back in the dark ages, back when President Lincoln was around. <laughs> just, just kidding. And, and, and the, the crazy part about all of this stuff is that, you know, I talked about changing the fabric of space-time, and that's the power of prayer and what we need to do for that. But we have supposedly, now other people say there may be more, other people say there may be less, 13 dimensions. And that's what these two philosophers were talking about. The first three dimensions is the dimension of, of where we live right now. That's height, that's depth, and that's width. Now, the fourth dimension is that of space-time. Now, this presents a problem because with the space-time dimension, you have to have the Maxwell field equations put back into the public domain. The Maxwell field equations were basically taken out of the public domain to prevent us from realizing that we are not alone, that there are other entities and other dimensions that are out there, and that this universe is a very complex series of multidimensional and fractal timelines, period. Now, what's interesting about this is when these people do these weird things as far as traveling outside of their body with the CIA and all this other stuff that we shouldn't be involved in, 
they claim and they believe that they're in that fourth dimension of time space that they can travel and do what they want to do and look at other things. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know because a lot of that stuff is pure satanicism and I don't want to be involved with any of that stuff. Now, the fifth dimension is called the Higgs field. We have quantum wormholes in this basically dimension, and that allows us supposedly to travel across the galaxy you know, and basically warp time space. The sixth dimension is the first dimension of hyperspace. They say it's the first dimension of the human soul, and they pray that when you pray in this reality, it causes the first five dimensions to change, bringing God's kingdom to here and changing the fabric of space-time. That's what they say in the sixth dimension. It's the first dimension of hyperspace. And so when we create scalar energy and we pray, it directly goes into this dimension, and it starts changing the bottom five dimensions. Now, also, we have to realize that you know, we have the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, the 11th, and 12th, and this is where, I guess, Lucifer you know, used to be, and I don't know where he is in these different dimensions now, before he fell from grace in this pre-Adamic world that we've talked about in depth. And the 13th dimension is where God is, and that basically – there's no time space there. One of these philosophers called it the eternal now, and God basically has the ability at that point to be fully omnipresent and to see everything in all the other dimensions all at once. So he's called the most high God. He's in the highest dimension. He's the most powerful God. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. All of these things are what God is able to do and has been able to do since he created the heavens and the earth. This is why when Lucifer, and I covered this in Angel Wars, decided he wanted to do a coup d'etat in this 13th dimension, God already knew in advance what he was going to do because he was already there. He was already in the future. He already saw what was going to happen, so it's literally impossible. So at that point in time, Lucifer was basically overthrown. He was put on trial, and God knew that he couldn't do anything to God, but Lucifer appealed his sentencing, so to speak, in which he said, how can you destroy, in my opinion, this is what happened, you know, one of your own creations and put him into a lake of fire for all of eternity. Hence, we ended up with the Garden of Eden. Hence, we ended up with God and Adam and Eve. And hence, we ended up with all of this stuff that we're in right now in this area that we call the Earth, which we don't really know what the planet even looks like because we know that NASA is a satanic organization at the highest levels. We know that Jack Parsons, who started NASA, who basically was the foundation form of, form of NASA, was with L. Ron Hubbard and Aleister Crowley. They were all Satanists. And we also know that the entire concept of the Earth being round was brought to us by Sir Isaac Newton, who's a known Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, you know, probably blood-drinking weirdo. In fact, they had to hide all of his papers because of all the stuff that he talked about, and they kept them all sealed for hundreds and hundreds of years. And now they're just coming out into the public domain, and as soon as they come out, they seal them again because they want people to read this stuff because he was such a loon. All of this stuff, though, is part of where we live. And we need to understand that's one of the reasons that Lucifer is so angry because he knows that when we speak and when we pray and when we think, we, have, we confess that it changes everything because of the power of life and death is in the tongue. And we need to understand this. You know, the Bible says, it's by my spirit, saith the Lord, because the spirit basically responds to you when you pray in faith. When you think certain things, it's through obedience because obedience is always better than sacrifice. It's through the proper confessions and acts of repentance. It's, again, directing the Holy Spirit to be on our behalf while we're in here as we change the very fabric of space-time. So you say, well, this show's going to be like this today. Yeah, it's going to be one of those shows. So I don't talk about this stuff very often because 
it just gets too um, it gets too esoteric. But since you guys are staying with me now, and since Austin's not going to be with me today, I figured that I'd put a really good teaching show on this particular topic today because, quite frankly, this stuff needs to be discussed. It needs to be talked about in Christian churches, and we need to realize how we have compromised Christianity. We haven't done it. It was done centuries ago through the um, international Luciferian cabal. It's basically, it's the synagogue of Satan, and the Catholic Church hierarchy has been co- compromised. At this point in time, at the various highest levels of the Catholic Church, you could pretty much say that they're either Masons or Satanists or they're Druids. It didn't start out that way. In the beginning, the Catholic Church was called the Way. It was in the 4th century when Constantine came in, and he started this stuff, and he institutionalized the Church of Rome. And we have to understand he took December 25th, and he made it the rebirth of, you know, for the Christmas feast, you know, which we know Jesus was not born in December. And basically, this is the Feast of Osiris. And this is the thing that we need to understand about the Christmas season. I always celebrate Christmas because I don't care about Osiris and all the rest of these weirdo gods that are running around. Gods with a little G, I should say, demonic entities or Nephilim or whatever you want to call them. And I always celebrate Christmas. People always ask me, why do you celebrate Christmas? Because it's the time when we as Christians in our churches actually come together and we talk about the birth of Jesus. So what they did trying to destroy the church by bringing this stuff into these pagan ritual customs with Constantine, we can still look at that and say, wow, okay, we're going to talk about the birth of Christ. And we need to understand all of that stuff. Then we have the fertility feasts. And this, again, from the Roman and Greek and Egyptian gods, again, the ancient Canaanite religions. And this is when we celebrate Easter. And we need to understand that Easter is the feast of Isis, which is a fertility feast, and also for Asherah. And so they would take these, basically have this giant orgy, and nine months later they would sacrifice the children to Asherah. All part, all of this is part of the ancient Canaanite religions that basically come in and sacrifice children. We still have it happening today with a million children that go missing. Watch that movie, The Sound of Freedom, if it's still out in your theaters anywhere closer, or get the DVD, and you'll see how many children are trafficked around the world. But they don't talk about this portion of that in this, though Jim Caviezel, the star of that particular movie, has talked about adrenochrome, and we're going to go there today too. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. So all of this stuff we need to be aware of is happening around us as we speak, and it's all part of controlling this dimensional interface that we live in. You know, the Druids, they were unbelievably hardcore Satanists. Remember Alistair Crowley and all the rest of these guys were Druids along with Winston Churchill? They were all Druids, and, and St. Patrick ran them out of Ireland, and in Ireland tried to re-evangelize Europe. All of this stuff is something that happened thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago, and we need to understand that this is part of where we live. The Vatican is basically a Druid organization along with the Masons. They are, they're run by the international banking cartels, the Frankists. You know, they, they, they have the powers of the second heaven and the spirit world because that's where Lucifer abides, and we need to understand who he is. And what he does and how he runs around as a roaring lion, seeking those who may be devour. But remember, because you are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, because you're in a blood covenant with the Most High God through Jesus Christ, he may not devour you. He can't touch you if you stand firm in the word of God, because we are sanctified by an eternal covenant. And that blood of Christ, who's an omnipresent being, eternal being, continues to permeate space-time. The blood on the mercy seat is just as wet now as it was 2,000 years ago. The salvation that Jesus did for us is just as powerful now as it was 2,000 years ago. The Satanists realize, and, and, and Lucifer realizes this, and I spoke to my buddy Keith this morning. He said that Christians are so divided. I said, yes, they are. 
And what they have to understand is that this was the goal after the fall of the Tower of Babel, where these Luciferians came in. And they basically and fallen angels came in and they created literally thousands of different religions around the world to kind of destroy Christianity from the inside out. But these entities realize they can't defeat Christians because Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, period. So they're going to basically now they're trying to basically change us into other religions. The Masons, again, are a continuation of the Druids. It goes all the way back to ancient summer and the gods of the woods and the wicker man ceremony and the fertility rites and all the crazy stuff with Halloween. We've talked about it in depth before with Halloween. And we need to understand that all of these things and all of these entities are part of what we have to deal with on this world on a regular basis. And if we understand that, it starts to make us make us realize very, very quickly that we have tremendous power. That's why I say on the show all the time, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Because when you're connected to Christ, now, now listen to me for a second. I'm going to step into a, the esoteric again for a second. When you're in with Christ and you have a blood covenant with the Most High God, a covenant means that Whatever is Christ is Christ. Whatever is Christ is yours. Whatever yours is Christ. You become one with him. You, you, your roots go down into him. His roots go down into you. And what happens is we actually have a tiny, 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 probably a billionth of a billionth of a billionth percent of God's omniscience and omnipresence, omnipotence that he gives us. And that's what scares these guys so badly because they know. That because we have that tiny, tiny little bit with the blood covenant that we have with God through Christ, that we can change the fabric of space-time by the words that we speak and by the power of prayer. That's why how many times have I told you guys on the show, you've got to be so careful with the words that come out of your mouth. Always say at the end of that sentence, because that's the way I want it to be. Because when you're changing the fabric of space-time with the words that come out of your mouth, you got to be careful. You can't be speaking death and disease and cancer and everything else on you or your family. You got to be speaking life and life in abundance on your family because you have that tiny portion of God within you because of the blood covenant. It has nothing to do with you. You can't do anything on your own. It's not possible because we're just created beings. But when we're in covenant with God Almighty through Jesus, through His blood, through the cross, through our acceptance of Him as God, our being born again, He shares with us that ability. That's why you have the ability to change things so drastically in your own life. If you watch the words that you speak, that's why Mark says without faith, it's impossible to please God and all things are possible. To those who have faith. It also says that in Hebrews, you know, it's the evidence of things not seen, the hope of things that are not to paraphrase the scripture. And so we understand that we can change everything, but that means you have to keep your hearts and minds in Christ. You have to stay inside of that blood covenant. Now, does that mean that we have to do anything to do that? Well, we need to do the best we possibly can. That's it. Everything else is done by God through Jesus. It's done. You know, we can't earn our way to heaven. We can't be good enough to merit salvation. I've used this example before, and I'll use it again. It doesn't make any difference if you're the top Olympic swimmer in the world. If you're the top swimmer in the world, you take the top last 100 swimmers in the world and have them start in San Francisco to swim to Hawaii without any assistance or boats or food. Nobody's going to make it. Chances are you're going to freeze to death. Chances are you're going to starve to death. Chances are you're going to dehydrate. Or chances are you're going to be eaten by a shark. Nobody's going to swim from San Francisco to Hawaii. That's what Jesus does. He is our transformer, our redeemer. He gives you the ability to go to Hawaii. He gives you the ability to do whatever you need to do. Hawaii, of course, being a metaphor for Christ and metaphor for heaven. He gives us that ability. So we can't do it on our own. It's all through Jesus, and we need to understand that. 
And that's why these self-proclaimed name-it-claim-it-blab-it-grab-it boys and girls, a lot of them actually claim to be little gods. I mean it's the craziest thing I've ever seen, and they believe that they can speak their way into prosperity. They believe they can speak their way by having other people send them money to be blessed. Don't get involved with those people. If they're not teaching the blood of Jesus, if they're not talking about Christ crucified, if they're not talking about the eternal covenant you have with him through his blood, if they're not talking about repentance and leading a godly Christian life, and doing the best you possibly can, if they're not calling out sin from the pulpit the way they need to, then you need to probably step into another realm of a church. And I understand that, that 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 message of walking holy, that holiness message is tough. But do the best you can. That's all you have to do. And remember, God's grace is sufficient for you. You have the ability. It doesn't matter if you mess up. It doesn't matter if you do something wrong. I mean, you shouldn't do it on purpose, but we all do that. Paul said, the things that I know that I'm not supposed to do, those are the things that I do. The things that I know that I'm supposed to do, those are the things that I don't do. He goes, who's going to deliver me from this body of death? He goes, praise be to Christ Jesus. It's what God did for us. He changed everything with the blood covenant that he established for us. But let's go back all the way back into the fourth century again with Constantine and you know the institutionalizing of the church with the Rome and the Roman pagan festivals and all the other things they did with All Saints Day and the Feast of the Dead and Asherah Poles. Then, you know, the Knights of Columbus, you know, you know, in Malta and the Masons, you know, the Masons of these groups are basically reincarnation of the Druid, Druidic priesthood, you know, the, the worship, worship in the woods. And we need to understand all of that stuff that all led to the Kabbalah into the Talmud into Buddhism and communism and the Masonic lodges, the ancient Canaanite sex, death, fertility cults is what they are. We've talked about that in detail. People say, well, it's, it's, the, it's, it's always the Jews. No, it's not always the Jews. You've got to get that out of your head. The Jews and the Hebrews, the people that are claim to be Jewish, many of them have nothing to do with any of this stuff. What we're talking about here is the synagogue of Satan. We're talking about this group of people that worship Lucifer. That's who we're talking about. They've been around way before. They've been around since the ancient They've been around since the pre-Adamic world. This stuff has been around for a long, 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 long time. This is the same group that did Genesis chapter 6. It's always the same group. It's the same group that has always come in and tried to subvert you know, God Almighty and his word. It's the same group that works out of other dimensions that come into our dimension to try to destroy us because they know that we, through Jesus. Remember, they had the world by the tail on a downhill drag. They did before Jesus came. I mean, my gosh, there was open human sacrifice on the streets. I mean, we had crosses hanging with Christians and everything else running around well, after Christ and before Christ. We had the ancient Roman Empire just you know, building huge things and huge edifices like the Colosseum and all these different things going on way back thousands of years ago. And if you've ever been to Europe, you, you'll, you'll be amazed at the technology and the technological development that was already here because these ancient entities had given the technology and these developments to the people that had built the ancient Roman Empire. And when Jesus came – he changed everything. They want that old world order back. They want to have the open human sacrifices on the streets, the open brothels, the open orgies. And they're coming back with all that stuff now. The Internet is doing more to promote that type of lifestyle and behavior with the filth that's on the Internet than anything you could possibly imagine. But God wants to give us life and give it to us in abundance, and we need to understand who they are. And remember, you go back to Genesis 6. I'm not going to talk about the pre-Adamic stuff now. We covered that on Angel Wars. And you look at the book of Enoch. How these 200 fallen angels, you know, they taught spells and witchcraft to these human beings. You know, on Mount Hermon, Lebanon, the ancient temples, you know, they revealed the secrets of the natural universe prematurely to humans. They shouldn't have had it. 
then you have the dark night satellite. You guys can look that one up. Some people say that's you know 22,000 miles up, and it's 13 to 35,000 years old. Some people deny its existence. Some people say it's space junk. I think it's real personally. Then in Saudi Arabia and Yemen, you have obsidian green glass, which is volcanic, and you have nuclear explosions. You know, does this happen in the pre-endemic race? You have trinidite there, which is nuclear glass. Well, we can't remember in our lifetimes when we had nuclear weapons being used in Saudi Arabia and Yemen in the, in the, in the old world over there, in the, central, in the Middle East. We don't remember that. But why is there, why is there, why is there trinidite? Why is there nuclear glass there? And this pre-endemic group, and also after in Genesis 6, Genesis 6, they wanted to hybridize of humans and animals. You know, people say the pyramids are 12 to 16,000 years old. I don't know. A lot of people fight about that. I'm not going to fight about it. They were used for energy fields and creating anti-gravity and, and energy, you know, you know, engineering tolerance and harmonic gravitonics, all this stuff. There's a labyrinth underneath the pyramids in that area, 1,500 rooms that's north of the pyramid. All of this stuff could have been used in the pre-Adamic race. We don't know. We know that these pyramids are shaped in that of the constellation Orion. They, some people say that these entities and these groups of entities that came to this planet are from there. I don't know. You know, all of this stuff is part of that pre-Adamic race that we talk about in depth in Angel Wars. That's why it's so important. If you haven't heard that series, you need to listen to it. We have the entire series listed. If you've got a three or four hour drive, you listen to it on one, you know, one tape. In Turkey, we have sacrificial stones by Adam and Eve, supposedly from the garden. You know, Adam was probably 18 to 30 feet tall. Eve was probably, you know, 14 to 15 to 20 feet tall. Who knows? But these sacrificial stones are huge. And remember, Lucifer in this pre-Adamic world was a top dog. He really was. We talked about him being a cherubim and going back and forth into God's dimension. And we have to understand that he has become now the prince of the power of the air. And all of the groups who basically worship him are involved with, you know, destroying Christianity in the church. You have the World Council on Churches now that are run by the Catholics. You know, the gospel's not even being taught. It's all about an ecumenical movement, not bringing Jesus in or the sacrifice back in. You know, we have to understand something. It's all about God, not about us. And once we understand that, it's not by power, it's not by might, it's by my spirit, say it's the Lord, we can understand this. We have to realize that the Torah was shifted into Babylonian Talmud. You know, it got started being written, you know, right after the fall of Jerusalem in 72 AD with the book of the Zohar. And it was continued to be written for the next 600 years. And all of this is bringing Kabbalist Druidic knowledge and basically learning how to make power with sound and with letters. They became the wizards of the courts of Europe. They were basically Druidic wizards is what they were. They were satanic wizards that came into the courts of Europe. You had blood pagan ceremonies throughout Europe. And then. They were driven out. These Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue Satan were driven out of Europe repeatedly because of what they were involved in. These Satanists, you know, doing evil things, they're basically looking at us as soulless dogs. They hate us. They absolutely can't stand us. And it was so bad in Europe at that time with the way human beings were being treated. We had 1215. We had the Magna Carta. And, and basically they said that we didn't have we had certain rights as human beings because they didn't even consider us to be human because of what they were doing to us. And all of this same group, this power of people that are doing all this, now they have started the banking systems through the ancient Babylonian money magic and all the stuff they've done. And then we had Sabatain Zevi start in 1667, 1666, and he was basically a, basically he, he was Druidic. He had he was part he was part of the Druidic priesthood. You know, Sabatain Zevi basically, you know, he brought in Jacob Frank, who then brought in the Rothschilds, who brought in the power of the sex money magic, who brought in the banking cartels and the group of people that we now call the Federal Reserve. All of this stuff is part of the New World Order. The Masonic, you know, 
the, the groups of people that are doing all of this stuff, and the Catholic Church is Druidic now because of Constantine. I mean, this concept of even purgatory is pagan, and they used to sell indulgences. You know, that was like Valhalla for the Vikings, and so these groups of people that we are actually talking about now are the wizard families and druidic families. That's what Winston Churchill was involved with. Again, they consider themselves to be the chosen one. They bombed Dresden and used it as a human sacrifice. The whole 9-11 was a druidic ritual. If you read the book, the most dangerous world in the book in the world, 9-11 is a mass human sacrifice. All of this stuff is part of what's going on around us. These entities and these groups of people have learned to create sub-personalities. They've learned how to split personalities. You're dealing with the Clintons. You're dealing with the Bushes, all of it. Satanic worship, Bohemian Grove, Skull and Bones, You know, all of this, associated identity disorder. You know, most of these people are part of this control of these trans-dimensional, the trans-dimensional entities. And we understand that when we see these people are literally possessed, I mean, let's stop for one second. Nancy Pelosi. That's about as ugly as ugly gets. Uh, that's just unbelievable. Hillary Clinton, about as ugly as ugly gets. Uh, Janet Reno, about as ugly as l- ugly gets. And all of these people ain't right. There's something wrong with them. There's something in them. You see some of the Hollywood stars who have been involved in these ceremonies. There's something in them. Something's not right. I told you about my friend who was who visited one of these action heroes from the 80s and the 30s, 80s and the 90s, who was from another country who had been a top bodybuilder. And he said he went to shake his hand and his entire iris turned black right in front of him, turned black. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. But I've heard these stories from other people. The entity that was in him exposed itself because my friend is a high, you know, is a born again Christian. And so apparently it was a different energy field that happened when they took shook hands. <clears throat> there was some type of, you know, some type of, I should say, transfer of energy. And this entity couldn't hold itself together and it showed us black eyes. All of this stuff is very, very real in my opinion. The occult world is very, very real. That's why I tell you, don't get involved in Ouija boards. Don't get involved in seances. Don't consult people that consult the dead. Remember King Saul and Samuel and all the rest of that and the witch of Endor? Read about it in the Old Testament. God says don't do that. These other entities are very real. These other dimensions are very real, and we need to avoid all of this stuff and realize that we've been saved. We've been bought at a price through the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And when we stay with what we're supposed to stay with, we can stay in our own lane. And we can make a difference in their churches with the groups of people that we know and that we love. And we can become part of God's kingdom here on earth. And hopefully we can all work together in unison because if we two or three of us are gathered together, together, we can send 10,000 to flight. We have the ability to continue to have a stay of this whole thing with the book of Revelation opening up. But what they've done to us through the Frankfurt School, through cultural Marxism, through what they've done with their godless society that was out of Russia and brought into the United States. What they've done to us is changed everything as far as our fabric of reality and who we are as Christians and who we are as a Christian church. They've done all of that stuff. You know, they, they've destroyed the nuclear family. You know, now we can be a transgender. That's all Kabbalah because it's worshiping the snake god who's an hermaphrodite. You can teach children how to be a boy or a girl when they're four or five years old to completely confuse them, to continue to destroy the nuclear family. 
all of this stuff is being brought to us by the evil one. And we talk about these topics all the time on the show. Now I'm tying it together from an interdimensional interface because if we as Christians stop praying and stop creating scalar energy and we stop interfering with Lucifer and what he's doing because we're doing that, that's his goal to bring us back to the old world order. So we need to understand that. Now let's talk about adrenaline and epinephrine. Let's talk about adrenochrome, euphoria. Let's talk about catecholamines. This is cellular, this, now, this is cellular biology. This is cellular DNA plasma physics of the blood. The frequency of life and the epigenetics. Our blood, by consuming the harmonic frequencies of another person, they get high on this. And they create the energy from the soul of the other person putting out these chemicals in their brain and in their, in their, in their organs. This is what Jim Caviezel talked about. I mentioned it earlier. I'll spell the catechomimils for you. It's C-A-T-E-C-H-O-L-A-M-I-N-E-S, catechomimils. This includes adrenaline, epinephrine, dopamine, and adrenochrome, which creates euphoria in these entities. It really does. It's, it's insane what they do and, they, and how they get involved with this. These Bolsheviks and the Sabbateans and they kill the royal Russia family. All of this stuff was about human sacrifice of these entities, these higher spiritual planes feeding these entities. That's why these entities live on negative energy because they realize that we have the power to create and transform and change reality of the holographic energy field that we live in. But they also have the ability to do that through the sacrifice. This is this is why this is this is this is this is why they do all of this stuff. This is why they continue to sacrifice humans. This is why they have abortion. You know, there's this holographic energy field that we live in is projected from the higher dimensions out of the second heaven that we talked about earlier. You know, they want to create a new world order out of chaos. God wants to create spiritual beings that would be us through his Holy Spirit for all of eternity. They don't want that. They want to destroy us. The projector that supposedly is in these other dimensions, which creates our physical reality on this dimension, is what they're trying to control. Because God wants to return us to him through Christ. Satan doesn't want this. He wants order out of chaos because he wants his new world order back. He wants to be back where he was before Adam and Eve and the pre-Adamic world. That's what he wants. God wants us to rule and reign with him in heaven for all of eternity through Christ and through the Holy Spirit. This is literally a battle for the hearts and the souls of men being fought in the heavenlies. That's what it is. Haldron Collider opens up these gates for these other dimensions. It helps to open this bottomless pit of hyperspace to help control the timelines. All of this stuff, dark matter, is the matter in the attention field that supposedly creates physical reality. It projects, so to speak, as a projector and creates where we are right now. All of this stuff is part of the ancient teachings that we were taught many, many years ago by these different philosophers that were here. But the reality is, is none of this stuff is going to be talked about in churches anymore because it's more important for them to have their multiple mansions and their multiple jets and their multiple lifestyles. And I can tell you this, and I've talked to you about this before. You know, a lot of these churches, gosh, I hate doing this, at the highest levels, they ain't right. A lot of the people that are in these churches, you know, are gays. They're homosexuals. I'm talking about leadership now. And, and they're involved in basically subjugating the masses and making them believe whatever they talk about is true. But yet they can't even clean their own lives up. And they have this tremendous and horrible sin in their lives all of the time. And many of them are not even fit to be in the pulpit, period. But yet because they're in the pulpit – because they have the name of Blavikur philosophy, which was brought to us primarily through Oral Roberts, who many claim was another high-level Mason. 
basically 60, 70, 80 years ago, he's doing the tent ministries. This has permeated the culture. So many of these quote unquote top evangelicals that are the name of claim it, grab it, blab it boys, they're all based out of that same philosophy. They went to a certain Bible institute, you know, out in out in Tulsa, I'm not gonna mention the name, that teaches a lot of this stuff. And then you find out that these guys are not right in the head either. Some of these guys that are involved in who own these different companies, these different Bible institutes. You've got to stay with the word of God because the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mentioned this yesterday, and I'll mention it again. I was speaking to this woman the other day, and she was talking about you know gay marriage. And I told her that I was opposed to that. And she goes, well, times have changed, and the Bible is basically antiquated. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Bible's not antiquated. I said, God, who gave us the Bible, who gave us the written word thousands of years ago, was already in 2023 when he wrote this, when he told Moses what to write down in the Torah, when he gave it to the New Testament church. He knew what was going to happen in 2023. That's what he tells us about it in the book of Revelation. He warned us about it. God doesn't change like shifting shadows. He's not a man that he should lie. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, I am the Alpha, I'm the Omega, I'm the beginning, and I'm the end, all at once. And when we understand that, we have to realize that the Word of God is our benchmark. It is our template. Not that we can do everything it says, because we're not under the law anymore, we're under grace, because God has written it in our hearts now. But it doesn't mean that we need to forget what the Word of God says. That's why I've taught you guys so many times. The Bible says in the Old Testament, don't eat pork. Don't eat shellfish. And you go, well, that's under the law. I mentioned this again. There were four Old Testament precepts that were basically the foundation of the word in the Torah. God's relationship to man, man's relationship to man, the sanitary laws and the dietary laws. When Christ came, he forever changed man's relationship to man and God's relationship to man. He didn't change the sanitary laws. He didn't change the dietary laws. They're immutable. There are certain foods that increase the risk of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, and pork is one of them. There are certain foods that can cause paralytic shellfish poisoning, and you can be dead from parasites within a few days. That's shellfish, period. Certain foods were not put here for us to eat. They're bad for you. That's why I don't eat pork, and I don't eat shellfish. Remember years ago, I was talking to this Jewish woman who worked with one of the top distribution companies in the world for bringing movies into Europe. And I was sitting at the Western Hotel in Frankfurt, Germany, and I was in the lounge for the Platinum members. And I started talking to her, and she asked me why I wouldn't eat, because I asked the waitress if they could bring something besides pork. And she said to me, she goes, you're not Jewish. Why don't you eat pork? And I said, because it's unclean meat. It's nasty. It has parasites in it. It has trichina in it. I don't want to eat it. And if it's been cured, it's got nitrites in it, and that increases the risk of pancreatic cancer, massively increases the risk of colorectal cancer. So why do I want to put any of this filth into my body? She's also the one who talked to me about, you know, John Travolta and talked to me about, you know, Tom Cruise and all the other people in Hollywood that are compromised. And so I'm not going to go into that detail today because that's not part of the show today. But the point is, is that, you know, we have to stand firm on what the word of God tells us. At least, you know, we know who we are in covenant with and who saved us through the blood of the lamb. We have to understand that. And remember, these fallen angels are probably locked up in the second heaven. 
you know, and, and, and they're, 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 they have very limited capability with us here. Satan is not omnipresent whatsoever, but they want to create as much negative energy as they possibly can. War, fear, because it's like it's like a nectar to them. It, it's, it's what feeds them. They're like a bunch of energy parasites that are starving. And the only thing they can get is from the energy from the from the human sacrifices. All of this stuff is what they're doing. And so they're trying to do everything they can to destroy the hearts and the souls of man. But, you know, we have to understand something. You've got to have a really strong prayer life. You've got to maintain trust. You've got to be able to talk to God on an ongoing basis. You can ask for his will to be done in your life. OK, you can't get out of the energy field that we're in right now until we leave here and we pass away. And we go to heaven with him. That's what we've talked about in depth so many times. You know, we, we have to talk about the word of what we speak. We've got to talk about being blessed, about our health. You know, we just need to speak those things out. But when we have things that we want to do that may or may not be covered in the word of God. We've got to ask God of his will for, for us to be done on all this stuff. We have to be we have to have his lordship in our lives. Very, very important. Remember, you know, you, we have the power to save others by the words that we speak and by our witnessing to them. You know, Moses struck the rock. Water came out. You know, not everybody, you know, has this, you know, ability. We have to understand that because of the faith that we have to have. We have to understand that these entities want to trap us and trap our souls and do all the stuff they want to do to us and destroy us. But we need to understand that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because this is the day the Lord hath made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. So it's so important to understand who they are. Now, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the entertainment industry real quick. You know, Crowley, Aleister Crowley, was a, he was born back in 1875. He was a leading occult figure in the 1900s. They supposedly said he sacrificed his first animal at the age of 12, and some people say that he claimed to have sacrificed thousands of children before he died. Is that true or not? I don't know. I certainly hope it's not true. But he was a leading occult figure from the 1900s. Black magic he spelled with a K to differentiate from stage magic. You know, he basically was a crazy guy that basically loved Lucifer and all the stuff that he was involved with. He was also involved with Jack Parsons, who started NASA, and also L. Ron Hubbard, who started the Church of Scientology. Look at the Red Hot Chili Peppers album that was named Blood, Sugar, and Sex Magic. All of this stuff has permeated our culture today. He started sacrificing animals, like I mentioned earlier, 12. He inherited his money from his dad, who was a Christian. He went to college for a while. Then he joined a cult. He was a Freemason, and he was a Kabbalist. It should also be noted that he spent time with other Satanists, Aldous Huxley from 1930, who was basically converted to Fabian Sociales, so, so, you know, who was basically converted to Satanism too, and George Orwell. Uh, and both of these guys who worked, worked with the CIA, of course it was the OSS back in the 30s and 40s, and who also worked later with Operation Mockingbird. You know, he also introduced sodomy with young boys as a member of the OTO, the Ordo Templi Orientis, you know, it's this group of people right now that has run and has run this planet for decades upon decades upon decades and continue to run the planet. And now basically they're coming in and they brought us all of the crazy stuff with Wi-Fi. They want to come in and they want to destroy us through microwave energy. Now, I'm going to talk about this for just one second because it ties together with the, with the, with the vaccines. And I'm going to tie that together right now with all this. You know, Barry Trower, he's a microwave expert. He was trained in all aspects of basically, you know, microwaves. He actually taught advanced physics. And he talked about, on, and he has talked about many times on YouTube, you can watch his stuff, the dangers of Wi-Fi to women and children. This is really important information. 
you know, these papers are available on the Internet that he's talked about, you know, about cell phones, cell towers, 5G and 6Gs. Microwaves basically, you know, have basically succeeded, you know, or radio waves uh, because of the deep penetration right through your house and right straight into you. That's what this 5G, 6G is all about. There's over 8,300 papers that have proven that low-level microwaves can cause injury, suppression of the immune system, psychological stress, including suicide. Remember, suicide, over 50,000 people last year committed suicide, and it could be directly being affected from the 5G, 6G. It massively increases the risk of leukemia in, in people and in children. You know, and remember what it does. You're radiating the embryo and the children when they're out in a Wi-Fi field. And women are always carrying their cell phones. I don't understand why they do this in their back pockets, right on top of their ovaries. And, and, this, and, and this cell phone is a microwave transmitter is what it is, like a little microwave oven. And it can affect all kinds of things as far as cellular development of these children. And we need to realize that we need to avoid all of this stuff and not be over and around it all the time. I know when Austin built his house, you know, we lined all of the walls with styrofoam with aluminum backing on it. We had the entire ceiling, all the roof material that we used was decking that had aluminum backing on the back of it so that basically it would just reflect out. His entire house is a giant Faraday cage. It's almost impossible to get a cell phone signal inside of the house. It has, I guess it has to permeate through the cracks of the walls or where certain joints are taking place. He set up his house in a way that the Wi-Fi transmitter is on a switch, and they turn it off at night so that they're not going to be bathing in it all night. It's so important that we understand that we have to avoid Wi-Fi as much as we possibly can because what they've done is they've, came, they've come in now, and, and they, they've, they've attacked us from a biological, biological standpoint. I talked about this years ago on the show, and I said, it's not going to be nuclear weapons. That's just fear. That's not gonna be, they're not going to do that. You know, it's like you also mentioned this the other day on the show. He was talking about how their 5G, 6G network ties us into the Internet of Things. It ties our smart TVs in. It ties our dishwashers in. It ties all of our appliances in. It, you know, ties up, it does the Teslas and the charging stations and all that. All of these things are tied together to the electrical system. And if they nuke this and set up an EMP, which sets up what's called it's called the Compton effect, if they set this up and they blow out their own system, they're about as dumb as a box of rocks. This system is going to be used to enslave humanity. They're not going to nuke us. Remember I told you, oh, the Ukraine's going to cause a nuclear war. And I said, no, it's not. The Ukraine's going to cause a bigger conflict. No, it's not. The Ukraine war was set up specifically to launder hundreds of billions of dollars again from this unbelievably corrupt place we call Ukraine. It was set up basically to get rid of all of the the Germans and the neo-Nazis that were still there that were running part of the Ukrainian government. It was set up to basically clean out and ethnic cleanse that entire country, and it'll have a lot of them move out. It was set up for the expansion of the Middle East for the Kabbalists to go into that country. Watch to see if that doesn't happen within the next few years. It was going to be set up again for the international banking cartels to come in and take it over and rebuild it for a trillion dollars, and on and on and on. I like Vladimir Putin. I know a lot of you don't. He says a lot of good things, and he's really worked at trying to reunify Russia you know, with the Orthodox Church. The problem is Russia still has a central bank that's Rothschild-controlled, and Putin knows that. Putin is a multi-billionaire, and nobody gets into the billionaire boys' club unless they get the nod. Putin could have come into the Ukraine and taken that entire country over and not had all this weapons smuggling and everything else happen for the last two years. He could have come in and taken the Ukraine as quickly as two to three weeks with the Blitzkrieg. He didn't do it. 
he basically just did it really, really slow <clears throat> to serve the goals of the new world order, in my opinion. All of these guys at the highest levels are compromised. And I include, you know, Obama, Bush, Trump, you know, Biden, all of them. Why did Trump put so many CFR members into his administration? You know, why is bed? What has changed with our wars and what we've done, you know, in the last 30, 40 years? You know, last, the last president that we had to try to change things was Ronald Reagan, and they quickly shot him after a couple of months into the White House and kept him sedated for eight years while former head of the CIA, George H. Bush, ran the White House. And just for fun, George ran it for four more years afterwards. So you say he was president, and then he brought his son in to be president, and they wanted to bring Jeb Bush in to be president too, but Jeb Bush has got the personality of a wet rat, so that's not going to happen. So all of these people work together in unison through the Kabbalist International Synagogue of Satan, the Masonic Lodge networks okay that's what they do in order to bring in their desired goals of a one world order they also have done tremendous research as far as tremendously horrible research on what's happened with the biological weapons that they put together it started a long time ago with biological weapons research it started back in germany during the world war ii it really did they're the ones who started all this stuff and dr francis boyle from harvard he basically wrote the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorist Act of 1989. He said there's labs in Africa right now that are basically are being put there and have been put there for the last 30, 40 years to circumvent these international laws. Because some, pl- some places in the world, if you get caught doing this biological research, you have life in prison. You know, you got to – there's, 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 in Guyana, there's a BL, BSL4 level 4, biosafety level 4 system there. You know, all of these people are – building the bioweapons in Liberia, Monrovia, Monrovia, you have bioweapons laboratories, Sierra Leone, Kianima, you have biological weapons. They didn't sign on to this treaty. The biological warfare is also being done through the CDC and through Tulane. They've been there since 1988, including Columbia, Columbia University. They also done warfare and biological work there. The Ebola agent, hemorrhagic fever, I'm going to go here today. They basically got it up now to a 70% fatality. Previously, it was around 50%. And now they seem to have genetically modified Ebola or hemorrhagic fever to be airborne to some extent. The National Security Agency, the NSA, has worked in these different laboratories, and they've helped to have Ebola made it with other common cold viruses. In Sierra Leone, the government shut down the Kianima laboratory because of this, accusing them of starting a pandemic that happened in Africa with Ebola a few years ago. The USAID, the U.S. Agency for International Development, is a front agency for the CIA, and it has worked, and it's under the supervision of Tulane, and it has worked on biological weapons for years and years. Then we have Fort Detrick. We have the CDC. Then we have all of the work that was done on gain of function in China that was pushed with microtechnology and microbiology by Dr. Charles Lieber, whose dad also worked on spaceships and basically different stuff with Roswell. And so Chuck, Charles Lieber, you know, he got charged with, you know, cooperating with China on this. But where is he? Why is he in the news anymore? When these guys get at this level of intellect and they're this brilliant, they can't afford to put them in jail. They can't afford to put them someplace where they can't use them anymore. A few years ago, and I'm not recommending this movie for unless you're an adult and you understand it's going to have graphic sex and violence in it. And it's called The Lord of War, The God of War, whatever it is, with Nicolas Cage. It was one of the best movies that he's ever done, but it is intense, it is graphic, and it is not for children. It is R-rated, and I recommend that you watch it on TV if you still have cable after it's been edited. Just thought I'd mention that. But at the end, they catch him with an entire stash of weapons, 
they catch him with all of the stuff and all the paperwork and the hundreds of millions of dollars that he had made, you know, running weapons to third world countries. They catch him with it all. And he's sitting in the room talking to these guys and he goes, well, you guys are going to hold me. You're going to let me go because you need people like me because I'm too well connected and you need me to do things that you guys don't want to be involved in as far as black ops. And the guy goes, there's no way that's going to happen. You're going to prison for the rest of your life. A few minutes later, the guy gets a phone call. Nicholas Cage gets in limo and leaves. No charges. That's the truth of the world today. That's the truth of people like Charles Lieber and these people. You know, look at look at look at Anthony Fauci. If anybody deserved to go to jail, it's that clown. What a what a what a what a show. The Trump puts him in, doesn't get rid of him. Biden doesn't put take him out. And finally, the blowback got so bad that he retired because everybody got to the point they didn't believe anything he said anymore. But the gain of function was done with the groups of people over in China as far as with the with this the whole thing with you know with this, this latest variant they're coming out now with you know what they're saying with the SARS COVID. And the reality is, is that they've been working on this stuff for 20 or 30 years. The problem they had with that particular variant, and it's the same problem they have with a lot of different variants, when it gets out into the ecosystem, it starts to mutate and it loses its effectiveness. And it's not as effective as killing people as they wanted it to be after the second or third person it gets into. And this is why we had to come up with something different. So they knew that was going to happen when they released it. So what did they do? They gave us the vaccine, experimental use authorization. You couldn't use vitamin D3. You couldn't use ivermectin. If you try to talk about that from a health standpoint, they put you in jail or took your license away or charged you and filed lawsuits on you. I know people, multiple people that this had happened to already. And then all of a sudden, now they come back and say that ivermectin can be used and be treated for it. It can always be used. But they couldn't get emergency use authorization unless they had no other cure or any other treatment protocol. You know, I was speaking to – I was getting my haircut yesterday, and it was crazy because I'm in a barber shop, and some lady walks in from the assisted living facility. And she basically had this elderly gentleman with her, and he was basically getting a haircut. He looked like he was like 100 years old, but he could still walk around and talk. And I asked her, I said, tell me about – what is the main cause of senile dementia in your nursing home or your assisted living facility? And she goes, it's loneliness. It's the lack of interaction. It's the lack of talking. It's the lack of family. A lot of these people don't have family. They never had children. Again, part of the nuclear family being destroyed through the Frankfurt school. They've never had, they don't have the ability of anybody to ever come visit them. And I said, well, what about happened with, you know, with, with, you know, with COVID? She goes, well, COVID, we had to lock down for a year. She says, we lost over 20% of our people that were staying there died over 20%. And I said, wow. She goes, we had to close the facility and for an entire year, nobody could visit the old people and then more of them died. Guys, this is all satanic stuff and they want us to be destroyed. They want us to basically be to succumb to their new world order. We have to understand that. But we have to understand all of this stuff is happening as we speak. You know, on, you know, back uh, on October the 17th in 2014, I remember uh, Donald McDeal Jr. came out and made a statement. Now, I'm, that, now, I'm tentatively saying that because this has been a bit since I've covered this material. So that may or may not be the accurate day. And he basically de facto admitted what they were doing and retroactivating. And they were re retro covering their tracks for what they were doing. You know, they're trying to make all of this stuff as basically common and as contagious as the common cold. It's very important we understand that. Dr. Mengele, a professor, University of Wisconsin, 
he has actually resuscitated the Spanish flu virus, you know, which helped to make Ebola more more contagious. All of this stuff is happening right now as we speak. This is called jumping species. It's what it is. You know, species jumping. This gain of function is also known as species jumping. Most people have not heard of that. And we need to understand that our government is actively involved in this. Our government infected black men with syphilis to see how long it would take them to die and what happened to their brains. Our government did all kinds of radiation experiments on its own troops with nuclear weapons. Our government injected all of our military personnel who were – and then those that refused to do it with, the, with this new vaccine they came out with. It's not a vaccine. It's a clot shot. Our government is pushing the transgender issue. Our government is completely compromised by the Luciferian synagogue of Satan. So I guess we could say you want to vote for the Republican Luciferian synagogue of Satan candidate. Or you want to vote for the Democratic Luciferian Synagogue of Satan candidate? You get your own pick this time, don't you? Because we have to do that. That's why the last election, I told you, I voted for Trump in 2016 because there was no way that I was putting Hillary in the White House because I got caught up in that whole thing because I really thought Trump was going to try to be a change agent. And then the next election, I voted Libertarian. So I can't believe you did that. It would have made one bit of difference what I voted for, you voted for. I think it was as rigged as a $3 bill. You know it, and I know it. I had so many people get so mad at me because I did that. I don't listen to it. You asked me about Trump, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Why did he say that the Kabbalah Tree of Life Award was his most important, prestigious award? He agreed with 100% of his philosophy. Then you asked me why I didn't vote for him, and I'll tell you why. Guys, the time now is to make sure that Jesus is the person that we stay with. It's Jesus who is the head it is Jesus who we have the ability to be with. It is Jesus who is the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith. It is Jesus who's going to get us through all of this stuff. It is Jesus who we're going to stay with for all of eternity. It's going to be Jesus who's going to represent us before God the Father Almighty. It's going to be Jesus with all of it. And so why can't we just be with Jesus? Why can't we just put God first in everything that we do, everything that we think, and everything that we say all the days of our life? Why can't we do that? That's how I feel. I feel that we need to do everything we possibly can to bring honor and glory to God in what we do think and say. Let me pray with you guys. I've already prayed for you this morning, but I want to pray again. Father, I pray for my listeners this morning and for everybody who's going to hear this broadcast. I pray that you direct them, that you guide them, that you allow your face to shine upon them, Lord, that you're gracious unto them, that you grant them grace, mercy, peace, prosperity, safety, success, and that you give them a tremendous health, Lord. And you allow them to bring honor and glory to you in all that they do think and say. Give them boldness, Lord. Let them be bold in the things of you, in the things of God, in the things of Jesus, Lord, so that we can continue to proclaim your name all the days of our lives, Father. Allow us to walk in your house forever, Lord, to be with you forever. And, Father, for those of those who right now who are listening who haven't accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, I pray this prayer, and I want you guys to pray with me if you're not a Christian. Father, I ask you to forgive me for what I've done for my life. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I ask that the Holy Spirit come into me, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for Jesus, who's the author and who's the finisher and the perfecter of my faith. And I consider myself to be born again, Lord, and I'm with the covenant with you now with the Most High God. I thank you for that, Father. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Listen to me, friends. If you pray that prayer, you need to get yourself a Bible. You need to start reading in the book of John, and you need to start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Start with John. And go through the New Testament multiple times before you start reading the Old Testament. There's too much other stuff in the Old Testament that you don't need to be exposed to right now. 
and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that he is the author and he is the finisher and he is the perfecter of our faith, and that we're always with him all the days of our life forever and ever. If we understand that, we understand who we are in Christ, and we have the ability to be in covenant with the Most High God, then who could possibly be against us? That's what this message was for today. It lets you know this world is not what you think it is, but our God is everything you think he is. He's the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith, and that we have the ability to be to him and to come boldly to his throne of grace because of what we have in the covenant we have with Christ and ask him anything as long as it be in his will. And he will guide us and direct us all the days of our life. Now, the thing I've got to share with you, this is important. If you made bad choices in your life, if you've hung out with bad people in your life, if you've hung out with people that have dragged you into a ditch who aren't who you think they should have been or basically have caused you all kinds of problems and conflict in your life who aren't Christians, it's probably time to separate from those individuals. You can talk to them about Jesus and you can tell them the truth. You know, I've got to get my life cleaned up. I don't need to be around stuff that I don't want to be involved in anymore. If they're constantly wanting you to drink alcohol, constantly wanting you to take drugs, constantly wanting you to smoke pot, constantly wanting you to go to bars and strip clubs and all that other crazy stuff, just tell them, no, I got to go. And find yourself some good friends. Thank you for listening to the show. And I want to thank you for supporting healthmasters.com. If it wasn't for you guys, we couldn't have healthmasters.com. If it wasn't for you guys, I couldn't be doing a show like I'm doing today. If it wasn't for you guys, I, I wouldn't be here. And so you guys are my family. I'm behind on my emails. I'll try to get them caught up this week. I love you guys, and I appreciate you so very, very much. And I thank you for all of your prayers. And I just think you guys are absolutely awesome. And I hope you've enjoyed the show today. God bless you, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.